passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove. Matt is driving back from Foxborough. He's actually the passenger side of things, so don't worry about that. Sal, I'm here at Studio Capaccio. We're bringing you It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Here on the Odyssey app, wherever you pod, I, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Got a lot of people telling us that, uh, that we showed up in their Spotify playlist of like their best pods of the year, Matt. We love that. Yeah, the Spotify wraps thing. Who That's your what most, it is. Do you have Spotify? I, I do. I don't I don't use it, though, so I don't I wouldn't have one of those things. Oh, if I, I did, I have thing. no idea if I checked it. It would be really weird to me because it'd probably be something I like remember listening to six months ago. Well, here's the question. So everybody posts, you know, their Spotify rap things right now. That's a big deal. And that's where the podcast has popped up a couple of times. So we appreciate anybody who listens. Who would you say is your most listened to musical artist? Now, you don't have the analytics because you said you don't use Spotify. But who would you say oh. you listen to the most? It's U2. I'm a big U2 fan. Okay. All right. So that would be at the top of your rap list then. U2. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do. I'm a very eclectic music listener, though. I will... I was joking with you the other day, but really not to tell Dom to put Iron Maiden on. Like I love Iron Maiden and Motley Crue and like the eighties of hair bands and poison, but I also love Sinatra and Elvis. And um, I'll, I'll also kick back with some like naughty by nature or Eminem, something like that. Absolutely. Well, I'm very eclectic too. I mean, I think go. that you need to have a, like a wide range. I, I've been a big country guy though for the last probably five or six years. So I know that's there not everybody's go. cup of tea, but that has dominated my Spotify wraps list. <laughs> Well, listen, on Spotify, on iTunes, wherever you find us, thank you so much. We want to thank everybody who told us. And if you are just new to the you know podcast and you're welcoming in, uh, you're doing it now, download, subscribe, throw us a nice rating, a nice review. We'd appreciate it. Let's talk about the defense. One of their 
better performances of the year. Really, they kind of smothered the Patriots all night long. The Patriots came out of this game with only 242 total yards of offense, 4.7 yards of play. That's very low. The Bills basically just shut down a Patriots run game that they like to lean on, including Ramondre Stevenson, who, you know, I, I'll tell you, his yards per carry were nice because he had a couple of nice ones. He had a 16-yard run, 5.4 yards of carry. But, Matt, they really had nothing. 10 carries for 54 yards for him overall. 60 yards rushing for the Patriots. That's crazy. And then did you see the clip that's been circulating since the end of the game last night of Mac Jones freaking out about how they don't pass enough and how the run game, I'm not going to say what he said, but well, I thought, I don't know if you've seen this. It's been clarified. What he said was he said, uh, he used the, using the F bomb. He didn't say to that, to the run game. He said to the quick game. Okay. He didn't, so, he, he was saying he clarified afterwards that he was yelling and and he says he wasn't yelling at Patricia. I don't know if that's true or not. He said he wasn't yelling at Patricia and he used an F bomb and said blank, uh, throw, throw the blank ball, blank, the quick game, not blank the run game. And I think actually a lot of people are saying, yeah, that's true. That's true. Why didn't they throw the ball downfield? But I think to your point, which is right, anything other than what they were trying to do, they should have tried something different, I guess. Yeah, it just didn't work. It was a dominant day for the Bills defense, really, from top to bottom. The only really big mistake they made, it was a big one, but they gave up the 48-yard touchdown on the screen pass. Just a bad angle from DeMar Hamlin. That's another time, even though Hamlin has had a pretty strong season, considering his lack of experience, that's another moment when you're like, yeah, Micah Hyde takes a different angle there. It's probably a three- or four-yard game and it's not a 48 yard touchdown so that's a play when you're like okay these are the bumps that come along the way when you've got players who don't have a ton of nfl experience that being said after that play they only gave up three more points and those three points came on a field goal with two minutes left by the patriots where they basically just surrendered the game away so yeah i think that it was one of the most dominant days from the defense we have seen the entire season. And that's not to say that the Patriots are some high powered offense or anything like that. It's just, it never felt like the Patriots were going to be able to kind of take the game over. And also, you know, there's a lot of different people we can shout out, but I do want to mention Trey white looks good. Trey white looks like Trey white. And I didn't know what to expect, but, but he was on the field yesterday for I think 60, 70% of the snaps on defense, that's a really good sign and a really good step in the right direction because when he was out there, it was pretty noticeable that basically wherever he was, they weren't going to. I think he got targeted a couple times and there was a nice play. I think Devontae Parker or Nelson Aguilar had a catch against him, a slant in the first half. And then after that, it really wasn't much else. He kind of had locked, he locked things down. Yeah, a couple of things. Obviously, they all count. I'll be the first person to say, well, you can't just take it away. But outside of the big play, the Bills held them less than 200 total yards. I mean, that's how dominant the the defense was. A lot of credit to Marcus Jones. That dude can fly, Matt. I mean, he ran right by me, and he flew. And you talk about the angle. And then Jordan Poyer, I thought, had a good angle on him. And he still got down the sidelines because that guy. And, you know, of course, I'm sure. I kept thinking to myself, I bet you everybody's talking genius Belichick using a DB on on offense, right? Well, look. That was their game plan. Evan Lazar from uh, Patriots.com tweeted out basically that Mac Jones said their game plan was to get the ball into the hands of their skill position players short and rely on the Bills to miss tackles because they've been missing tackles. Oh, my God, Matt. I think that's the most atrocious game plan I've ever heard of in my life. You're literally relying on a team to miss tackles short and like, you know, near the line of scrimmage or shortly after to try and win the game. And oh, by the way, even though the Bills have missed a lot of tackles. I went back and looked. 
pro football reference charted them as so far this year, missing like 57 tackles on over 700 plays. Yet that that's what you're going to rely on. And the Patriots don't even have that great of skill players to be able to do that. I thought the Patriots looked lost on offense. Do we want to talk about more of the defense or do we want to talk about the Patriots? Cause I think we could kind of go both ways. Okay. I, I, you know what? I, I thought this too, let's save the Patriots for the final segment. Let's talk about the defense. They deserve their due. Um, you yeah. talked about Tredavious white defensive line without Von Miller. And we did learn before the game, Von Miller is on IR. He's going to miss four games. Um, that means Greg Rousseau, AJ Epinesa, those players have to step up. And they really did last night. And I would tell you, I think Tremaine Edmonds, really <laughs> dominated in the middle of the defense. You took the words out of my mouth. I saw Jeremy White, your colleague, do a tweet this morning that was like, all right, I'm ready for the Tremaine Edmonds extension <laughs> at this point. And somebody asked, like, well, were you not before? And I think he said that he was still in the parking lot, but he wasn't sure what he was going to make the decision on. I think Tremaine Edmonds, I think, I think at this point, if you don't see the value of Tremaine Edmonds that I'm really not sure what you're watching. And there are things that he doesn't do extremely well. That's because it's the NFL and there are guys who have different skill sets, but what Tremaine Edmonds brings them, it's the closing of the gaps. It's the making the tackles in the over open field. Yes. There are times when he over pursues. Yes. There are times when he doesn't make the splash plays that you would want to see him make but he provides such great value to them. And when they have both him and Milano on the field, it's nice because you don't have to rely on one guy to kind of take things over. It feels like when Tremaine Edmonds is out, Matt Milano always plays his best games and that's a good sign, but you'd like to have both of them there, obviously. So yes, I I'm very much with you. I would say their players on defense yesterday, as was, excuse me, Jordan Poyer was great. Still don't really know what an interception is. We'll say oh by the letter of the law, it was an incomplete pass. It's a stupid rule, but it was an incomplete pass because it moves when he hits the ground. I think, though, if you get three feet in, that you should. I mean, he established himself in bounds, and he was yeah, on like five great. yards later. I, I just didn't understand it. Um, sorry to cut you off. We had a little bit of a delay here um, in, in that last response. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you as far as the. In fact, I had people near the sideline asking me last night, like, well, Sal, what are they seeing upstairs in the replay? How is that not an interception? They didn't understand it. Like people on the Bills sideline didn't understand how that didn't go for an interception. Would you put it, would you say that it's kind of like, and I'm not saying that Tremaine and Matt are Jordan and Micah, but isn't it similar where separately they both are good? And we know M- Matt Milano is really good, but together they may be like the best duo in the league or at least close to it. Oh, I think that's a really, really fair point. I think that's a smart way of looking at it. I've actually, uh, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN has talked about this at times too, that he's just like those two guys together are the best combination of linebackers in the entire NFL. And it's funny because there is such a polarizing difference in how people in the fan base, I think, look at both of them. I think Matt Milano is this guy who, and it's probably just based off of where they were drafted and that Matt Milano's already got the extension, but everybody always is so quick to be like, Matt Milano is this unbelievably underrated player. And I agree with all of that, but that doesn't take away anything from Tremaine Edmonds because Tremaine Edmonds is still a really, really good player. And the joke with him is always like, oh, Tremaine Edmonds is still like 23, 24 years old. And yeah, he's been in the league all this time. Like we know, we know. But I think considering you have Matt Milano, it was weird because we talked about before the season what they would do in the future with Terrell Bernard, with Balen Spector, with these other guys. And you're like, oh, maybe they're going to let one of the linebackers walk or maybe they're going to part ways with one of them at some point. But given what Tremaine Edmonds has brought to this team when he's on the field, 
I have a hard time thinking that he won't be back next year. And I don't know if I would have said that at the beginning of the season. I thought when you looked at the guys who needed extensions, it was Knox, it was Poyer, it's Ed Oliver, it's Tremaine Edmonds. I thought Edmonds was pretty low on that priority list. But now I think you can make the argument that he's creeped his way up. And we will definitely have a lot of conversations about that at the end of the year. I think even you know franchise tag could be in play for Tremaine Edmonds. Real quick, let's wrap up on the defense and circle back here. Defensive ends without Von Miller against the Patriots. A really strong day for A.J. Epinesa. I thought A.J. Epinesa looked pretty good, especially coming off of a game where he was injured. Greg Rousseau, same thing. I think they were creating pressure. I know they didn't have a ton of sacks. When did they finish with one sack? I think that was Epinesa. So I know they didn't finish with tons of sacks or anything like that, but I think they were getting to Mac Jones and causing him to make some throws that he's not comfortable or capable of making on a consistent clip. And that's one of the reasons why the Bills defense was able to have the success that it had. One sack, but man, he, Shaq Lawson should have got his sack when it was an intentional grounding at the one-yard line, right? That should have been a sack right at the uh, goal line. Mac Jones threw it away. All right, let's wrap things up here. I want to talk about the Patriots and a couple odds and ends. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.